Hi, this is Shauna, the CEO and founder of Fuel Talent. One of the things I have loved most in my 25-year recruiting career has always been the stories that people tell. Stories of leadership, career choices, company ideas, and team building. My inspiration for starting the What Fuels You podcast came from being curious about people's lives and wanting to help share their stories. What path brought them to this place? What decisions did they make that led to failures and successes? Who influenced those decisions and what lessons were learned along the way? I hope you enjoy the What Fuels You podcast. Today's guest on the What Fuels You podcast is Keita Williams. Keita is the founder and chief strategist of Successfully, an elite accountability practice for women with a champion's mindset who needs strategic support to create momentum in their personal and professional lives. She has been featured on Blavity, CNBC, Good Morning America, Parade Magazine, Self Magazine, Thrive, and Redbook Magazine, and has facilitated action-oriented corporate workshops for global brands like Amazon, Facebook, Microsoft, and WeWork. She also hosts a free five days of focus challenge to help demystify the success playbook for all go-getters. To learn more about how to work with Successfully, visit successfully.com. Welcome, Kita. Thank you for having me, Shauna. It's so good to be here. It's so good to see you. So good to see you. I love these um, stickies in the background. Is that like legit something that you use or is that just like- Oh yeah, so it's my quote board. It's my quote board. So like these are soundproof panels. Okay, everyone, imagine. On the podcast, (laughs) you got to use your imagination. I have rolly carts with soundproof panels, but I have these little note cards uh, that have uh, their quotes. So it's something interesting that someone may have said to me, or it's something that I I need to kind of focus on, or it's a takeaway from some training. So you often do switch it up. um, I add to it. So like, this is what I've been adding to, and there's a few other ones that I need to get off my cookies and post up. Whenever I listen to podcasts and they talk about things they're seeing visually, I'm so annoyed because I'm like, well, wait, I'm not there. But so that for the listeners, I'm listening, I'm looking at a, um, basically a vision board of quotes behind, behind Kita's head, which is really good ones. There's like, there's been some magical moments and I started sticking these up since the pandemic started, since I've been working from home exclusively. So just kind of like, boom, and I could just turn and go. I like it. I'm going to do the same. I don't have anywhere to put them, but I'll find the place. Okay. So we're starting girly with rapid fire. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. All right. Drink are extra you, coffee for this. I'm dying to know the answer to this because I feel like yeah. you're an everything person, but are you night or morning? I'm morning. I am <laughs> morning. Like you and... are Energizer Bunny, but I've never been with you late at night. So uh, Yeah. Oh, I'm in bed 9, 30, 10 o'clock. All right. <laughs> okay. So here's my second question, which is perfect. Yes. What's, what's a favorite quote? A favorite <laughs> co- quote. Oh, this one. Don't hoard your hope. Don't hoard your, oh, I like that. Well, you're not your hoarding hope. your hope. You're sharing yeah, it. Yeah, you got to share it. So oh, don't you are your, sharing don't, it. Don't hoard All right. Your hope. If there was a movie written about your life, what would it be called? <laughs> oh, what would it be called? Oh my goodness. I think, I think my, my, it would be like a, a three-part movie series. It would be like Lord of the Rings. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I always said that I was going to write my memoirs were going to be called Soul Food and Sauerkraut. Oh, soul. So those two, soul and then food and then sauerkraut? Yes. All right. Because, like, I I grew up in a biracial family. And so, like, I had this little German grandmother. My mom is half German. And so this little German grandmother who would cook us soul food some days of the week. And then we had, like, a crock and we made our own sauerkraut every summer. 
And so like, it was just like this push pull about identity, but also like, um, because my mother is biracial, I look like I am a black woman and not a multiracial woman. And so like when my grandmother would take us out or we, you know, especially growing up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin in the eighties, it just blew people's minds open (laughs) that this tall blue eyed a German woman would have these little brown kids with her. And so like, <laughs> I would love they to tell that story. Yeah, <laughs> that is a good story. Oh, well, we got to go there. We're going to get into that. I'd love to hear about your childhood. I, we would have been friends for <laughs> sure and gotten into some trouble. Oh yeah, I was um, a little troublemaker. <laughs> a little troublemaker. What's a habit that you are trying to create? Oh, I'm trying to create a habit around, um, you know, saying daily affirmations. So like I have some go-to things, but like doing it intentionally every morning, a, a systemized approach to it as opposed to just pop-ups. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that's the habit I'm trying to create right now. There are lots of apps for this. Have you found one? Uh, I'm using Manifest. Uh, mm. I'll give you the exact name and yeah. for the show notes. Okay. Uh, but it actually is a habit tracker around your affirmations and visualization exercises. I love that. Okay. So um, given that you keep other people accountable, who keeps you accountable? Oh my goodness. That's a great question. So there's my mom who has mm-hmm. just got a promotion to CMO. So she's chief mom officer. Okay. And so. I read that you could call her notorious MOM. Yes. <laughs> I love that. So we call her okay. the notorious MOM because my mom is a, a spirited, spicy lady. Uh, and so like I recently gave her the promotion to, to chief mom officer, chief but also, officer. Um, you know, I have, I have a team and like, we have kind of an accountability thing there. And then I have my own coaches. So yeah. like there, there's my business coach and then there's my leadership coach. So like, there's a, I try to keep an accountability bubble around me. That's great. We all need that. Um, and that's why you're here, right? To talk about it. So what is, I know you like to vacation. We've talked about our dream vacations. What is like kind of your dream vacation with friends, with like a girl's trip? Oh, we did this for my 40th and I hope we can do it again in a bigger, sexier way. But um, one of my buddies and I went to Belize and we just oh, like geez. went to one of the smaller islands and like literally it was like maybe us and five other people at the resort and you know there was no agenda like I'm super itinerized you know and mm-hmm. so vacation for me is sitting on my butt reading a good book cocktail and getting sunburned that's my idea that. of vacation not I a we gotta that. get up and we gotta go snorkeling at 6 a.m ah, we gotta go see all the sights yeah yeah I'll get to those <laughs> yeah well because you're living like that every day anyway yeah. you're like I actually need just like a I need just like a warm bath I need to just yes. chill yeah yes. and I get that so if you could have any superpower what would it be oh I would think I would like um the power of persuasion you have it. You already have oh, that one. Oh no, it's not a hundred percent. I want a higher close rate. I want a higher close rate. But like uh, the Umbrella Academy, Allison on the Umbrella Academy. Okay, has this, where, like, my kids I, are watching that. I need to watch it. You need catch up. So her her superpower is I heard a rumor, and she can suggest things, and people will do them. So oh. I would like that power, whereas like I suggest, and you literally do what I suggest. Well, you literally get people to do that. You're an influencer for sure. I remember when I first met you, I actually met you through Brit Provost. Yes. Um, hi, Brit. She, she hosted, hi, Brit, big shout out. I love Brit. She gave um, 
a little party for your like event to welcome you into the community. I don't know if it was early on in your business, yeah. but it was to introduce successfully. Um, and I just remember thinking this woman's a, a force, not just like because you're so outgoing and positive, but just because you have a leadership way about you that I was like, I want to follow whatever it is that you're doing. So I think you already have that superpower. Tell me about, tell me about you like mini me. Like, what were you like when you were little? You said you got into all sorts of trouble. Well, like I wasn't a bad kid. I was always too smart for my own good. Yeah. You know, where like I read a lot and then I'd go, but mom, I have questions and I yeah. would want bullet pointed answers to my questions. You know, like <laughs> that kid. Right. And, are you, are um, you a uh, Virgo? Oh, I'm a Leo, but I'm on the You're cusp, so I'm mean. Oh, no. okay. <laughs> but so wait, you have a birthday, right? You just had a birthday, that means. Yeah, it was August 20th. Happy birthday. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I think that, uh, you know, I was very much a ringleader, like always kind of like, you know, getting the crowd together and let's do this. Yeah. Um, but also like a, a very disciplined child in that, you know, I was very dedicated to my academics, very mm -hmm. dedicated to whatever projects I was working on. And I think you know, a lot of that was instilled in us between my mom and our, our grandparents around that education was access. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And who did you live with when you were little? Because I read that your dad passed away when you were really you know, my little. Mom, Three. Uh, uh, my mom and grandmother had lived right next door to each other. That's and so, so like great. we had this yard that we had this, the fence was cut, like the fence was removed so you could run from one yard to the other. So like we were at grandma's house or mom's house, but we were like on the, right next to each other. Um, so yeah. That's a dream. And I've heard you talk about your sisters, right? You have more yes. than one. I have How three many do you sisters. Have? Three sisters. Three amazing sisters. So my older sister, Ayana, actually lives in Ho Chi Minh City in Vietnam. Wow. And so she works abroad. Uh, my younger sisters are twins. Uh, so Hillary actually lives in Bellevue. We live three blocks away from each other. And she works in facilities management. So she uh, does a lot with the Amazon portfolio. And she's doing yeah. like, working on her MBA right now. I'm so proud of her. And then awesome. uh, my baby sister, who's two minutes younger than Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> the baby. <laughs> the baby that's two minutes younger. Uh, she lives in Savannah, Georgia, near my mom. And she works for Gulfstream. So she does like, um, I believe like she's in some type of tech. She does something that she yeah. has a lot of security. So how did they around. end up in Georgia? Because you were raised, you weren't raised in Georgia. Yeah. So we we're uh, raised in Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, stand up. A lot going on in Wisconsin <laughs> right now. Um, yes. My younger sister, Megan, um, is ex-military, and after, um, you know, after she decided to retire from the military, she decided to stay in Savannah because she was stationed there multiple times, and she fell in love with it, and when my mom was getting ready to retire, no one was going back to Milwaukee. Yeah. <laughs> like that, yeah. We were spread out all we're over. We're done with Milwaukee. Yeah, I think I was living in New York at the time, so, like, we were all over and so it yeah. made sense for my mom to retire in Savannah so she'd be closer to one of us. And yeah, yeah. my old, my sister Megan is um, married with kids. And so she was less likely to like pick up and move at the, the drop of yeah. a hat. So like that's, why they, that's why they ended up there. That makes sense. Yeah. So I also read that when you were little, you wanted to be like a talk show host, which you would yeah. be killer at. <laughs> I think that there's still time. I oh, actually yeah, wanted to do that. <laughs> I wanted to do that also. We would just crush this or just talk <laughs> I would get paid just, to have conversations with people <laughs> I know it seemed well I feel like I already do get paid to have conversations with people as a recruiter it's the best right. it really you'd be killer at this job right and organize <laughs> and you'd remember the human beings and it'd be good so when you were little you wanted to be a talk show host 
And what were you kind of like, I always ask this, but I'm so curious, like, what were you fueled by? What, what kind of inspired you when you were little? Well, I think when I was little, it was the idea of, you know, kind of, you can change the world by sharing perspectives. Mm -hmm. And I think kind of growing up in this, um, you know, uh, really dynamic family and going into spaces where, you know, people would whisper when we walked in that, you know, you, there's so much to learn. There's so mm -hmm. much to share and that everyone has their perspective and they have their own backstory. I think that, um, you know, one of my, I would say my natural talent is encouragement, but like the, another thing that I'm really proud of is my empathy. Like, I think I have a, I can connect with people. Mm -hmm. And so my mom tells stories about even when I was little that I would sit next to someone, like if we were going somewhere, like we were doing an adventure on the city bus that I would sit next to someone and I could get their whole life story in that bus yeah. ride. <laughs> yeah. I'm the same way. My friends used to be like, oh, geez. I'd get, off the, get off the airplane with like business cards. Maybe I could, oh, yeah, I like, I've met everybody it, on yeah. the plane. I've met them all. We're old friends, you know? <laughs> but it's also genuine, right? Like when people say that, they're like, oh, geez. I'm like, I, it's like an impulse, a DNA thing where I'm like, I'm genuinely curious about other people. Oh yeah. I want to know the backstory because yeah. you didn't just show up today. Like there's, yeah. there's yeah. a backstory. So when you say that when you people walked in the room, they would look, is it because you've got this, when you say dynamic, you mean just like personalities or the interracial thing or like which part of it? I all think it was it? a combination. I think it was a combination. Um, and I know that even as a, a young child, like, um, you know, walking in the room, I, I, I walk in a room a certain way and I, I, own, I get a lot of attention just by how I show up. Mm -hmm. And so I think that in some spaces it was that we were this uh, unique family uh, in the, the, the context of the Milwaukee in the eighties, you know, yeah. or, or you go 10 minutes North of Wisconsin and you kind of get into like, a I don't know. I've never been there. I've never been there. Well, yeah, it, it really turns into farmland, small town. Yeah. America. So not a lot of diversity. No. So, okay. That's what you're trying. like, so yeah, yeah, yeah. What we're we're saying here, not a lot of diversity, not okay. a lot of diversity. Um, yeah. and even like where I went to high school, it was, we, we went to, my mom sent us to a private school out in the suburbs, and it, it was an hour-long bus drive from the city where, city of Milwaukee, where we live, to our school, uh, and then, you know, it was like me and three other Black kids in my graduating class. <laughs> or, oh, that's it, out of how many? Uh, I think it was like 250, 300. Yeah. So was there a time, I mean, I know you've lived in New York, you've lived in Seattle. Was there a time in your life that you um, kind of craved finding people that looked like you? Like, oh, yeah. Where are the black people? Like when you're living in oh, a here. place like that. Was, in my whole yeah. experience in Seattle. Like, right. oh, well, I know like, we've I'm, talked about this. I moved from New York where it's diversity overload where like, yeah, me too. You know, I know I get it. See it all yeah. uh, to getting off the plane when I got recruited out here. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I totally get that. That makes sense completely. Well, and especially leaving Milwaukee and then getting a little taste of it, living in a place like New York and in Seattle, it's it's definitely not. So I completely get that. So how did you end up of all places at Northwestern? What a, first of all, killer school. Um, <laughs> where, how did you get your eye on it? Who was guiding you through the process? Like who was influencing you? Teachers, uh, so your mom? My my older sister um, is a 17 months older than me. And so like, mm. 
I am so grateful and I will tell anyone that 89% of who I am was based on competing with her. And it was like this silent competition. She was totally oblivious to it, but I was always trying to keep up with my big <laughs> sis, right? I was always trying to keep up with my big sis. And like, you know, I think I'm a smart cookie triple that that's what my older sister is right <laughs> so you know she could just powerhouse academic powerhouse yeah and yeah. so um you know we had gone through all the college visits together so like you know when she was visiting colleges I was right in tow because like I was a year younger than her so my mom was like well, let's quill two birds with one stone and yeah. so um my older sister uh was initially going to pursue a, a degree in engineering so she was kind of you know looking at the lay of the land and um she got uh several scholarships but she received a scholarship from university of wisconsin a full ride to university of wisconsin in madison and opted on going to a, a smaller lutheran university called valparaiso and i had made up my mind that i wanted that same scholarship that my sister got right i wanted that same scholarship that's what i wanted i wanted yeah. to go to, i'm sure your mom was grateful <laughs> yeah and i wanted like, the same on, scholarship i know they gave yeah. it out i knew the name of the scholarship i knew all the stuff because my sister had done all of this already and so i wanted to kind of um knowing that um just based on like what was going on in, in college recruiting in the late 90s, I applied to all Big Ten schools. And so like, because they were vying for the same applicants. And yeah. I thought that I could strong arm <laughs> yeah. this full ride to University of Wisconsin. And like all my cousins went there. It was going to be fun, 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 fun. And so like, I would say that um, I applied to Northwestern more so to try to leverage <laughs> this this full ride from University of Wisconsin. And um, yes, I knew it was a good school. Um, and I, I went to visit, but my heart was set on University of Wisconsin, right? Yeah. Well, I didn't get the full ride. Mm. I got a partial scholarship. And I, you know, there are very few moments in my life that I recall being a diva. <laughs> 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 but that was my diva moment. It was like, I want the full ride or not at all. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, you got the full ride at Northwestern? I got an academic scholarship second year. So you, everyone that comes in freshman year, you do not get an academic scholarship. You get it. Yeah. And then yeah. you get, you prove yourself freshman year. Then you get the academic scholarship the last three years. So I was on academic scholarship where I had to maintain yeah. a 3.5 average well, good uh, for you. From, from so, so your mom obviously did something right, right? She's raising oh, yeah. you guys by herself. She's telling you that, you know, education means access. But were there consequences for bad grades? Or was it just that you had this feeling of like, I want to make my mom proud? Or I realize that education well, is I access. Because you can tell that to kids. But in high school, they're like, whatever. Uh, well, I think that... Um that was kind of more the competition between me and my big sis. Like I was too busy trying mm. to keep up with her that like, um, mm -hmm. uh, so if she had had bad grades, what would have happened with, if she hadn't been the rock star success, badass that she was, and I where would you that have all the time? <laughs> I thank her for, I literally did that this week. Like, just want to remind you, I'm proud of you. <laughs> oh, that's, that's awesome. If you would be a screw up, I would be a bigger screw up right now. So thank you. That's, that's um, so awesome. So yeah. you studied communications at that time. Were you deliberate mm -hmm. in your choice or was it just like, oh, that sounds fun? Um, I think that it sounded fun and it sounded like a lot of my natural talents, but putting mm -hmm. science behind it. Um, 
and, and really kind of understanding the data that drives communication. So that's what I was really interested in. Um, when I thought my, I thought I wanted to go to law school, you know, how you, you get like, mm-hmm. go to school, go to school, go to school. And then I yeah. realized I didn't know any happy lawyers. <laughs> yes. I've interviewed so many people over the years who are like recovering lawyers. And I'm just like, I don't really want to encourage that for my kids. I get that completely. Like so if you I had a passion then, for it. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, yeah. So then you parlayed that into a kind of mega career in, marketing and PR, mm-hmm. um, what did you, what was your kind of take? Like in the rear view mirror, what would you say about your, your career previous to previous starting to successfully? Entrepreneurship, I yeah. think that um, if I had to do it all over again, if I had a time machine, if I had a time mm-hmm. machine. That might be your superpower. You can go back yeah, in time. Yeah, time machine. And, and I could talk to like my 22-year-old self, 21-year-old self. Maybe yeah, this 20- is like Oprah's favorite question and I love it too. Yeah, I would just like, Say, hey, uh, newsflash, trust yourself. Mm. Trust yourself and go for it. Because I think What would you have gone for? Exactly what I'm doing right now. <laughs> so you're just saying you would have done this earlier. I would have done this earlier. Or just, yeah. you know, um, I am fascinated by people. And I think coaching is a, a opportunity to really support them in their discovery. Um, I do love creating content and telling stories. And I've always have. And so, mm-hmm. like, I think that my corporate career was an effort to play it safe. Well, everyone's got got that story. There's very few. I was just reading <laughs> yeah. from Jesse Itzler. He was like a rapper turned crazy entrepreneur. And um, I'm like, how did he not think I better, like, build my resume first? But most people are trained to think mm-hmm. that. So that totally makes sense. Did you have anybody doubting you along the way or, or encouraging you? Like, who influenced Besides your sister and and notorious (laughs) MOM. Well, I do think that I think that any doubt was on my end. No one ever told me I couldn't do something I wanted to do. You know, Um, I think that I've had some really great mentors along the way in terms of like my public public relations career. Um, And really awesome mentor Betty King. She was Nina Simone's. personal publicist and B.B. King's personal publicist and she had her own like entertainment PR firm we still talk today and so like you know some of her perspective on client service and how to show up Um, and then I had this really awesome boss who like we still chat (laughs) we still chat um, who just uh, trusted me trusted me and would in the way that he coached me around writing and and the creative side of like client service where you're putting together these programs and all of these stuff all of these things that you want to deliver to them or that you want to convince them to spend more money with you uh he really nurtured that curiosity Mm -hmm. and um always had uh, amazing feedback and just, you know, I always felt like I got something out of our one-on-ones versus just like, okay, what's bothering you today? It was, it there, was yeah, there really, was some sort of action oriented. Yes, orientation it was very it. action yeah. oriented. And I feel like as I've grown my, my corporate career and I started uh, managing other folks and, and stepping into leadership roles, I tried to emulate him that mm. like he, he managed like I was a whole person and kind of took into account like, uh, you do stuff like PR, you do a lot of schmoozing. 
you know, mm-hmm. you do a lot of schmoozing and, you, you know, and he would make sure that, you know, he would call ahead and try to prepay for things. So as junior staffers, we weren't covering stuff and then hoping to get reimbursed. And just like those little things. Those like little he, things where he was thinking and he had, emp- he had empathy, it He had like. empathy. Yeah, And so I try to do the same thing in, when I was leading from a corporate space, but also, you know, now that I'm like the boss, yeah. then I'm making sure that I am being empathetic and understanding like, hey, we all got stuff going on. How do I set these people up for success? Well, I like that, um, that it's a man, first of all, because we all need people advocating for us. I think this is obviously a real moment in history in so many ways, but on the woman thing, um, kind of women, women mentoring other women and advocating for other women, um, the conversation around men playing a role sometimes gets overlooked. And I think right. that that's, that's great that, it, that it's a man. So when you were working in this, it sounded like you saw kind of a, a need when you were talking to your friends and realizing that even though you're super driven and super goal oriented, that there were the same patterns of Mm -hmm. um, things slipping. And that when you were talking to your friends and your colleagues that you were realizing that there was similar patterns that were showing up for other people. This is how I read it, that you created a a vision board. Mm -hmm. And um, like, tell me about that whole beginning part of Um, successfully. Successfully, okay. So it begins with failure. Okay. It begins with failure. All right. What I would consider my biggest professional failure. So, um, you know, I grew my PR career in New York, which is like, that's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's where all the journalists yeah. go are. Go big or go home. Go, that's where yeah. it is. And I kind of hit that mid thirties where I was like, it's, it, this is not sustainable. This New York lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, I got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's time. It's time for something else. And got recruited out here um, and really you know, came in like this New York hotshot, like, you know, you call me. (laughs) I get it. (laughs) Like, I'm good at what I do. You called me and like fell flat on my face in the sense of like, um, the role that I was recruited out for, uh, there was nowhere to go. You know, like it was like, it was what it was. It was pretty. And the environment was not, uh, the most inclusive. Mm. <laughs> so and that's a Got whole it. other conversation. And so it was just like bad, bad, bad all around. Like I had some great experiences and, and met some really awesome people that are still some of my closest friends in Seattle. But um, a year after moving out here, I was back in the job market and I didn't know anyone. And mm. if you know what, I, and you know, not to be, and then you got the Seattle freeze. Yes, that's because the Seattle freeze is real. And I when know. you think about like in New York, there's a PR agency every three blocks. Yes. Right. And there is, I remember being laid off because my agency lost the Sony account. And before I got out the doors, I had, had another job. Yeah. Right. Oh, wow. Another job. Well, like I'm specialized in tech. So yeah. like I was always a hot commodity. And then to kind of be in this space where it was interview after interview and it and it was it was getting really frustrating. Um so it it was one of those years. And like one of my close friends had had one of those years too. And like I looked at my vision board and it, none of the stuff had gotten done. It it had gone backwards and then I was in this space of trying to figure myself out like do I go back to New York? You know, I've only been here a year. I didn't really give it a shot. Like, you, you know, all of yeah. these questions swirling around. And um, actually sat down with one of my friends. Like, we're not going to cry about this anymore. We're not going to cry about this. We uh, did a goal setting exercise. Like, okay, what are we getting done? Let's be clear. Let's break that down. And I started putting stuff in my calendar. 
to remind her and that like, okay, we can't talk about our love lives. We can't talk about whatever else is going on, all the shenanigans. I only want to hear about what you're doing towards your goals. And then it started expanding awesome. to a couple other person, like people in my circle where I'm like, hey, uh, you want in on this? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I was just doing it for fun and it was keeping yeah. me motivated as well. Of course. And uh, in January 2017, I was at the first F-bomb breakfast. So I am mm -hmm. the first F-bomb baby. My business was uh, conceived and incubated in the in the construct of f-bomb yeah uh, i was at this i love megan i've been a oh, yes. speaker at that event that that's a great event but such a nurturing community especially when you're getting started because you know as yeah when you're starting out there's so many questions that you just you have all these doubts also and yes. you just have everybody has imposter syndrome women have it times mm -hmm. a thousand so yeah. they're like is this legit and am i qualified Right. And like what you did and there's guardrails in corporate. Yeah. There's guardrails, right? Whereas in your own space, it's free range. And so you have to create your own guardrails and your own success metrics and your own things. And then you have a lot of people telling you what you should do. Mm. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I, uh, was at this breakfast and this is all kind of going on in the backdrop that I'm helping my friends and helping myself. And we had to introduce ourselves. And the questions that Megan posed to the group, now I had snuck into this meeting. I wasn't even invited. A friend of a friend invited me. I wasn't a business owner. I was just reckless. Like I'm meeting some people this morning. <laughs> Good <know>? girl. <laughs> I, I, one of my favorite quotes, and it's a friend of mine that says it all the time, but it's like 80% of life is showing up. You yeah. just show up to the thing. I, and I showed up and I had on leather leggings <laughs> at <laughs> seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and so the question was, who are you? What do you do? Bitch or brag? And what are your goals for 2017? And I literally freak out. Because like, do I tell this room full of lovely people of really awesome, friendly women that I don't know if I have a job? Like, I had interviewed, I got an offer, the start date had gotten, you know, pushed back. And I'm trying to still trying to figure things out. Like everything is topsy turvy. And in that moment, I was like, might as well be transparent so just bleh, like told everything would you say and, exactly like well my, my name's Keita is williams you, you. Yeah. yeah my name is Keita. <laughs> you know <laughs> I, i'm not exactly sure what i said to be honest but where i landed the plane was like hey i'm doing this thing for my friends like i'm fixing this i got it under control i'm doing this with some some friends uh you know i'm we're, we're breaking stuff down we got it so i'm like a success bully let me know if you want me to kick your butt too and that's where I landed the plane. <laughs> Did you just said the word successfully? It just came out of your mouth. Good, I love this. I did not ever know this part of the story. It was a this joke. is I awesome. I said it as a joke, right? And so after breakfast, five or six women walked up to me like, "Hey, that's a that's a really good idea. You should do something with it." And I'm like, "I say funny stuff all the time. That doesn't mean it's a business." <laughs> <laughs> like, did you know? You're like news alert. I'm funny. Like I'm witty. <laughs> I'm witty. Okay, so then nervous. you. Yes. Okay, so tell me everything. So then what? Did any of them then sign? Say, oh, hey, sign great. me up. Oh my goodness. So what happened? What got me into motion was uh, there were two moments. So uh, Kelly Biliama, I can never say her last name right. So sorry, Kelly. Uh, was at the first F-bomb. She had her phone in hand and she was scrolling. She walks over to me and says, I collect URLs for fun. Successbully.com is available. If you don't go home and buy it today, you're going to have to buy it from me. 
What a good, good. I just got chills. All right. So I ran home and I got successfully.com. Oh my gosh. Twitter, I literally Instagram, Facebook. I think I have a Pinterest, like everything. And you would success bully, no underscore, no one, just everything on brand. And that's when I was like, okay, th this is serendipitous. This is a sign that, from God. Yeah. That I have a dot com, right? I got the dot com. Call my older sister up. Now, at the time, she was living in China. And I'm like yelling into the phone. Hey, so this is what I'm thinking. Blah, 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 blah. And I had this really great idea. And da, 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 da. And I got the dot com. <laughs> to which my older sister, she was actually traveling. She goes, listen, Kitty, um, I'm on my layover in Prague. <laughs> so why don't you write me a business plan? And we oh. can have a constructive conversation about it when I get home. Wow. Go sissy. She's just laying it down for you. <laughs> to which I was like, I just wanted to talk to my sister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I wrote that business plan. <laughs> how did, tell me about the business plan. What was the, what was the game plan and how has it pivoted or changed or grown? Oh my goodness. And my business plan was such a construct. It was such yeah. a construct. It was, was it like, like, hey, hire, like, is it like buy five and get the sixth one free? Like, did you think through all the details of the of pricing not. model? Of and course the... not. Of course not. Um, so it was like a lot of co content heavy um, that we were going to scale content. Uh, the coaching was kind of secondary because I, I didn't had no idea how hard it would be to scale content, you know, and that it was like these bundles. And then that kind of changed as, you know, realizing that habit formation is really about that 90 days. So these packages have to be 90 days in length. And just like, you know, it, it comes with time. I had no idea how to price this thing I was making up, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cause some of it is science. Like yeah. there is science behind it and there's human behavior behind well, it. Well, of course, if they pay too little, they're not going to take it seriously. If they pay too much, you won't get them as customers. Like right. it, you got to find that sweet whole, spot. It's a sweet spot. And, you know, I think it took until April or May of 2017 before I had my first paying client. And who was your first paying client? My first paying client was Carrie from F-Bomb. Oh, that's awesome. So you had a, yeah. a human being as your first one. And when did you start to think, hey, I could do this, sell this into corporate? Oh, my goodness. Uh, that wasn't even on my radar. So, um, yeah, Carrie Melissa Jones. Uh, <laughs> So I think that I started doing speaking engagements because I'm like, yeah, kind of good at it. <laughs> so like my first time speaking to an audience was the next F-bomb. So like February, okay. so January 2017 was, you know, and then February 2017, I did this whole like, get out of your own way thing. It had a flip chart. It was awful. It was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. I'm sure it was great. You're being hard on yourself. Uh, but, you know, like compared to the fancy stuff I do now, you know, it was, <laughs> hmm. you know, it's that truly, um, there was it uh, imperfect action trumps uh, perfect inaction every time. Yes. And I think that with Successful, it was the first time in my life that I got out of my own way. Where yeah. like, you know, I didn't overthink it. 
uh, I got into motion and some of the stuff we're figuring out, you know, you jump out of the plane and you figure out how to fly or pull the parachute, whatever. The, I'm messing up this whole analogy. No, no, I get that. But, I don't get any analogies, right? I'm surprised. Like, this is better than I've ever done with analogies. I'm like, you know, something about the ducks on the table. And, and, and the, yeah. the ducks in a row. No, none of that. And so like, yeah, I, th I think, you know, after I had done a couple of these workshops, then it was, hey, can you come? Someone saw me do it. And they're like, can you come and do that at work? At, at my job. And I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. And so like goal setting and accountability, that is our sweet spot. And there's no better place that that shows up than in performance reviews. Absolutely. So what went from being these goal setting exercises, now we have a whole product suite that we market to corporate around prepping for performance reviews. We're rolling out, um, we call it the feedback clinic. So how to give and receive constructive feedback. Uh, and then we're also doing programming around that mid-year review. So it's not quite your review, but it's that check-in. How do you set up for that? And so like what it's evolved to, it wasn't, um, I said, yes. Yeah, I put my arms up. around it and yeah. said, yes. And I yeah. showed up. And so like, even now, you know, with the pandemic, we saw a incredible reduction just in speaking opportunities and, you know, projects that just went on hold because there was a panic. Yeah. There was a everybody panic. Put, everybody put everything on hold, right? Everything was on hold. And then it was like, what do we do? <laughs> right? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm used to getting on planes and going and facilitating and doing this and doing that. And even, I think that, the bright side of the pandemic for me is that up until a year ago, I was doing it and working full time, right? Yeah. I remember and when you quit your job, that was a, that was a big deal. Victory lap. Yeah, victory that was lap. a victory lap. Yeah, I remember. And so like, um, it, it forced my hand to think about scale, but also mm -hmm. to think about like, community how to, building. How to digitize the whole how, thing. We're, we're in the middle of our digital transformation. And to be honest, I actually like it this way. Things are starting to click. We're starting to get it because uh, there's been a lot of testing and, you know, we have some stumbles and some bobbles, but I think that this gives us an opportunity to touch more people, yeah. you know, where like, we Oh, sure. And you don't need to get on a plane. You can have clients all over the world. Most of my yeah. clients are on the East coast right now, which is really interesting. <laughs> yeah. So are you still doing the individual coaching or mostly doing these workshops for companies so or what's the, what's the mix of, of the two? The mix, we, we think of it like a three-legged stool. Okay. So like we have our corporate work, uh, we have our one-on-one -on -one coaching, and then we have our groups. And so like, that's how we monetize. And I'm imagining we're going to add another leg under there uh, with content that we're, as our numbers kind of go up, we can kind of uh, monetize the content as well. Yeah. And so how do you measure your success aside from revenue growth? Uh, well, I think that- Are there feedback uh, loops from the corporate? Like, are you doing oh, surveys? Yeah, we like, we hey, got but, surveys. You got all, all that. Surveys. Yeah, I'm all about the data. So like we got the surveys. But I think that for me personally, I think that it is, um, it is how do I feel at the end of the day? Do I feel like mm -hmm. I sold my soul? Uh, do I feel good? Are my team members empowered? Do they feel good? Um, and the the idea of- you know, that there is a, the future's bright. Like it's not the, the light isn't dimming. It yeah. just exp expounds and like 
the more corporate work we do, that that begets success. Begets success. Yeah, you know, for sure. Like, and they're also repeat customers. It sounds. Oh like. yeah. Oh yeah. So oh, that's yeah. obviously a huge measure of success. That's mm-hmm. like, oh, they're coming back for more. Yeah, and when people start referring, or you and the referrals inbound. are a huge yes. one. Yeah, where you're yes. suddenly like the hustle is different now. Yeah, the hustle it's a isn't different just type of- and, and your name is on the map, right? Yeah, everybody, you're starting to be like, oh, who- successful. I've heard of you. Yeah, it's not proving myself. Yes. Now it is scaling myself. For sure, for sure. So tell me a little bit more about the one-on-one programs and the group coaching, the courses. Like, tell us a little bit about all it. the things. For those who have not learned about it and haven't gone on successfully website, which I highly encourage, yeah. um, give us the kind of okay elevator pitch. So here's the elevator pitch. Uh, I yeah. am really fascinated by human behavior. Right. And so uh, we are all delightfully human. And because we are delightfully human, uh, it takes time to form new habits. It takes time to form new habits. And when you're thinking about goal setting, uh, what you want to accomplish, whether it is launching a side hustle, whether it is writing that book, whether it is expanding your product offering or, or you know, a creative endeavor, whatever it is, you've got to form new habits around it. Right. And so when I think about our coaching packages, we focus in on getting clear about what you're trying to do, you know, and making that measurable so we can track your progress. We break it down into steps and taking into account what's going on in your life. Like, I think oftentimes when we goal set for ourselves, we are unrealistic about the time it will take to achieve a goal or the dedication or like that we are dynamic people. So we try to take that into account and we help you through that habit formation. So it takes 33 to 66 days to develop a new habit. It takes 90 days before you see results. And so whatever you're working on, whether it's health and wellness, whether it is, um, you know, building your business, you're working 90 days into the future, right? And so we want to help you usher through that. And so the programming that we've rolled out with our one-on-one clients, uh, you work with me for 90 days and then we have an up level. You can decide to like supercharge and stay on. And we have tiers that you kind of usher. So we get you started. And if you want to supercharge, we do another 90 days. Mm -hmm. For our groups, our groups are six-month commitments. And so we work you through that first 90 days to get you started. Then we make sure that you can keep the habits. We can turn the dial so that you can accelerate or, you know, if there are pivots that you need to make, we're helping you in real time. So we, we combine the clear pathway with the accountability and the tracking, which is what most people don't want to do. So we have weekly Mm -hmm. check-ins. We have a tracking system where we can show you your results Uh, We know from the data that if you fall below 75% completion on your weekly action plans for three consecutive weeks, you're not going to hit your goal. Interesting. Right. So do people come to you with their own personal things for the one-on-one program and then you customize something to them Mm -hmm. to coach them? Or are you like, hey, these are the subjects that I coach on for one-on-one? Well, the one thing that we stay away from is health and wellness because we don't have the training yeah. for that. Like we don't have the certification, yeah. but we've helped And through the pandemic, think of how many are hitting you up on Instagram. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I'm like, squirrel, squirrel. I think oh, I'll yeah. do, you know, this yeah, new, yeah. whatever, like, intermittent like, fasting. Yeah, yeah I'm going to try I'll that. Keto. I'm uh, keto endless. and intermittent fast at the same time. Yeah. And then I'm going to uh, hope that I can never eat a carb again. Oh, right. Anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> then I'm going to eat gummy bears. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love gummy bears. 
So telling me about a gummy bear diet. So I love more gummy on that bear. I would totally go on that diet. Gummy anyway, bear keep, diet. Go on. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but if so you like, put a gummy bear in water and you watch it expand, you got to imagine that's what's happening inside. So, you now know. gummy bears are ruined. <laughs> yeah. I love gummy bears. I drink, I'll drink Diet Coke and gummy bears all day long. I don't really care. Okay, go Personal on. Personal favorite. Yeah. Personal favorite. I'm glad that we're connected on that one. Oh, yeah. But in terms of like our one-on-ones are custom. So we can design that based on the desired outcome. So we've had clients that uh, you want to expand their footprint as a salesperson, or we've had clients that are writing their first book or pivoting a business. So like, the one-on-ones are way more customized. When it comes to our groups, we try to group people by liked goals. So ah. if we, had, we, we group entrepreneurs together, because that's going to be all about the revenue and focusing in on, are you targeting the right audience? What's your marketing look like? Whereas if they're personal goals, where it's like, you know, I want to... Um, I don't even know what's a personal goal at this well, point. Well, no, so a, a personal goal could be around um, productivity with, with your workflow. Oh, yeah. Like for me, I've told you this a million times, like every time I talk to him, I'm like, can you, I need help with this? Which is another subject, but yeah. <laughs> but that's but yeah. the thing. Like you can be a successful CEO and also be like, these are huge flaws for me that I need to work on. Mm-hmm. Well, you know? like we all have our blind spots, you know? And I think that that is when coaching is invaluable for those blind spots, mm-hmm. right? And so whether, and there's a coach for whatever the blind spot right? And I have multiple coaches, right? Like I am a, I like to say I'm overcoached, but understanding, I think that as a, as a coach, there is something to be said about when you invest in coaching, it, it, it is almost like karma that you are signaling to the world that you are also open for business, that if you invest in yourself, others will invest, I totally um, get that. I completely so, believe in that. So tell me about this newest challenge, five days oh, of yeah. focus. Okay. So the yeah. five days of focus is part. Thank you for getting us back on track. Cause I was going to talk about gummy bears some more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'll be your accountability like, listen, coach. Listen, woman, we're not here to talk about gummy bears. We can talk we're about here. Swedish fish. I love Swedish fish. That's a good one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Malt balls. I like candy, clearly. I can talk about candy all day. Okay, so we're going to go to Lolly and Pop the next time you're in Bellevue. Done and done. I'll done come visit and you. Done. We'll have a Lolly and Pop date. I'm, but, d- um, I'm in. So, so the five days of focus. Five days of focus. This is part of our digital transformation. So understanding that when we looked at our data, you know, previous to the pandemic, most of our clients came through um, a speaking engagement. So whether it was, I did a workshop at their job, or I did a workshop in partnership with a women's group or wherever, that was our, that was the highest conversion for us. And understanding that we cannot create that same environment, that yes, we're doing webinars, but I think that people are over webinared right now. We were looking for a way to provide an experience where you can essentially get a little bit of transformation and 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 some coach spot coaching for me in a way that would that would drive an outcome for you so that you could get an experience with us with the success bully team and then you decide if you want to work with us right mm. uh so it's like it a little is, snack it's like a it's little a snack it's, it's a, snack. a little appetizer a little aperitif it's a little aperitif <laughs> <laughs> it's the champagne that you pour like this, just a cheers, just, just a, a little, little toast, just a little, little if toast. you want a cocktail. Right, see if you want the whole bottle, you know, mm-hmm. so, because uh, <laughs> I sell the whole bottle, right? 
so, you know, so we built this whole community around it. And so we have the five days of focus. It lives on Facebook right now. Uh, it's ongoing in, uh, content just around productivity, uh, goal setting, accountability. We have a, a weekly show on Mondays that uh, uh, Shauna will be making a special guest appearance on. So Yay. Stay tuned for that. And I talked to other badasses about how are you staying on top of your goals? How are you managing your productivity and those type of things? But every six weeks we do a challenge. So our next challenge is October 12th. And so it's a five day challenge where we walk you through a goal setting exercise where you walk away from this five day challenge with your game plan for the next 90 days. Oh, I can't wait. And yeah. so on October 12th, when you say it starts October 12th, what exactly does that mean? What does somebody oh, do if they're listening and they're like, they're okay, October 12th, so I'll put it on my calendar. What put do it they on put? your calendar, but you can go to successbully.com slash challenge and sign up for the challenge. You register okay. for the challenge and you'll get all your information. Um, we, you, you can find us on Facebook. It's connected to all of our social media. We're, we're talking about it nonstop right now. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Don't be surprised if you get an ad for it because we're doing that too. Uh, but yeah, and it also has like a pop-up. If you just go to successfully.com, it has a pop-up um, like right on the landing page about it. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. Mm -hmm. I have all these ideas I'm writing down of like, business ideas that I'm thinking, I want to introduce you to this person, this person. Everybody can use successfully. That's the oh, thing. Yeah. Everybody needs more productivity, more accountability, more success. We all oh, yeah. want that. And I think just admitting that we're not, that we all have blind spots is the first step, you know? Well, I think what's really interesting, and this is that my discovery in the last couple years that I am working with some of my clients on right now, is that more does not mean more. That Tell me the, what that means. So like the hustle and grind mystique that you have to work a thousand hours and burn yourself out to build something, that's not necessary. No more does not mean more, right? It does not, and I think building, especially when you are an entrepreneur, you started your own business because you had a vision. Yeah. And it, when it comes to a place where you're miserable because you're working so much or you're stressing yourself out, you are not living that vision. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also a shift I'm sure you're seeing right now through the pandemic that people are reprioritizing, shifting their uh, priorities and values and understanding that like we are who we surround ourselves with, how we spend our time dictates kind of mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. And so this is a perfect moment, even, even more so for your business to be like, okay, let's streamline it in. Let's get real oh, focused. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because you can let the whole day go by now without the structure of an office and people next to you. And you can lose time, but you also we're finding time. the, on the other end of it is that because people are always on and accessible, they're not turning it off. Yeah. I've heard and a lot about this lately. I've, I've seen a couple of webinars um, about time management and different things where people are saying that everything's blending together. Yeah. And so Blurting. talking about different, different things where people are like creating fake commutes, <laughs> you know, just that moment of like, what did you do in your commute? That was my unwind. Yes. And I don't really have that now. So what mm -hmm. are you doing instead? Um, I do like the idea and I know you and I did a walking kind of meeting. I yeah. like the idea of movement mm -hmm. that people are talking about while they're working. It's like, we can do, I mean, we're doing a video right now, but you know, some of these calls that I've got, I could easily just put on my headphones and walk. And yes. I think that's hopefully something people will continue to incorporate. Oh, absolutely. I'm way more sedentary now that there's nowhere to go. And yeah. so like, you got to get working. up and walk. 
yeah. get up and walk. I've got a standing desk. Um, yeah. Oh, that's I just all. I need a standing a desk. Puppy. Uh, yeah, this this is so funny that you just said this because I'm literally like, okay, when are we walking? Tell me about Dante, the new puppy. Okay. The new puppy will be coming right around the time that this podcast comes out. So you'll so, get puppy photos. You'll get puppy yeah, photos. So yeah, I'm really excited because I think that um, you know, I'm we're home most of the time. And so like having someone that I have to take out every couple hours is gonna get me up and moving a little more. Yeah. Um and Don Dante's a rescue Sharpay puppy. Uh he has he's already exhibiting excellent leadership skills. So I'm excited to bring him home. <laughs> Maybe the success bully mascot. That's awesome. Oh, he has his own Instagram handle called Dante on the Daily. And his Dante bio on the daily. On the daily. Uh his bio says that he is a distinguished gentleman with discerning tastes. <laughs> Fur baby of success bully and currently working on potty training. <laughs> That's hilarious. I can't wait to meet Dante. Tell me real quick before I let you get off the phone. Yeah. Um, because I'm sure you've got it knowing you, you've got it on the hour. You're like, girl, I got another meeting right now. <laughs> You're very organized like that. But I'm gonna squeeze in a little bit more if I can. Yes. yes. Um tell me a little bit about how you use goals. Um, to help you personally in your personal life, your professional life. Like I'm always looking for takeaways with some oh, people yeah. like you that are smarter than me in, in these areas. <laughs> well, I think that uh, goals are like that roadmap, you know, that they can show you what that anything is possible if you break it down. I think mm -hmm. that um, what I see quite a bit in our practice is that like we have like, we, we work with high performing type A's. Like everyone like test off the right the, the, off the scale when it comes to hyper achievement. But there's mm -hmm. always that one thing that you are stuck on. There's always that one thing you're too scared to try, or you're scared to fail, or you're scared of the success, or it's so big that you're not sure where to start. And those are the types of goals that I really like working with people on is that that one goal, that one thing that you've been talking about for years, and you haven't done anything with. That's where I really get jazzy pants, right? And so I think that <laughs> new like, business called jazzypants.com. Jazzy pants. Next next spin-offs, jazzy pants. But like, like I heard that one. I'm gonna check to see if it's available. Jazzypants.com is available. Um but just the idea that it can boost boost your confidence. You can transform who you are. You can transform your life by just that daily commitment to the goal. You can mm -hmm. build that confidence. You can, you know, that courage. Uh, yeah. You can transform yourself. I have a client right now that is working on a screenplay that has a buyer. She's just got to get it done, right? And so once she finishes this, her life is never going to be the same. Yeah. It's never going to be the same. It's like the Nike, just do it. It's just do it. And just like, if more people could get out of their own way and into action, you could live the life you deserve, like yeah. the life you've always wanted. Yeah. And I think that um, that's what I hope to inspire more people to do. Is like, yeah. Take well, you're giving step. such a gift and you're having such an influence. I am so fun. in your corner and so cheering you on. You are just such a rock star. Thank I can't wait to see time. you soon. I'm going to ask you as my final question. I ask everyone, what fuels yeah you what fuels me i think that um when i ask my what's my big why what's yeah my big why it is that i want to demystify the success playbook that like success leaves clues there's no real mystery around it uh and when you if you've got a room full of successful people together or what successful people together um they would have a lot of commonalities 
Mm. Right. They would have a lot of commonalities. And so I want to demystify that. I want to make that more accessible to people that like, um, it doesn't matter your socioeconomic background. It doesn't matter uh, your educational status. It doesn't, and none of that matters. What matters is this is, this is the playbook. Do this, do this, do this, do this, and do it daily. <laughs> Track your progress, get clear, have a plan, work your plan. Yeah. Um, that do, you, is okay, do you feel successful? Oh yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm hoping you said that because oh, you know, those absolutely. people who are just like, no, more, 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 more. Like, I hope you recognize, because sometimes you need to hold up a mirror from other people to be like, oh yeah, you're, like, you're crushing it. I had a moment where, you know, I was laughing with my, my mom because we have coffee in the morning. We're so cute. Um, <laughs> Zoom coffee? <laughs> Zoom coffee, or we'll eat breakfast together. And like, I'm glad that I can make that space, you know, that mm -hmm. I can have breakfast with my mom. And uh, I said something about, well, I have to do this. And, I, you know, just, she's like, you remember like three and a half years ago, those people were not calling you. Mm -hmm. Like, I, they are. You I mean, just even your list of clients, Kita, is just incredible. You should feel really, really proud. And I can't wait to put this out. And I hope that it generates more um, awareness of your business and of you because we need more Kitas in the world. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Shauna. I appreciate it's true. it. Thank you. I'm like, sending you big air hugs and kisses and, and loves hugs, and and get ready for gummy bears and Dante. We're gonna like do them both <laughs> at the same time. Oh my god, I cannot wait. Bring it. I'm in. Uh, Double, yes. Doubling down. <laughs> we'll make it so. <laughs> thank you for listening to the What Fuels You podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, and follow us on social media to keep up with the latest news and episodes. You can also contact us at podcast at fueltalent.com to provide feedback, ask questions, and share topics or guests you would like us to cover in the future. We hope you feel inspired by our guests and that we have helped fuel your day. Join us next time for another episode of What Fuels You.